Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. Austin Norman, Nick St. with you for the next hour and a half or so. Uh, Going to get into the Husker football depth chart, but Nick, this just uh, came over the wire. Uh, Andy Greeter, uh, who uh, writes about Minnesota football, first reported this. I uh, saw it retweeted by McMurphy. Um, the Big Ten will require its football programs to release player availability reports two hours before each conference game's kickoff pending approval by the league schools. Uh, McMurphy's source is telling him they would be shocked if it didn't pass. Interesting. So, I mean, if you you want to go towards a uh, another feeling of the NFL or just professional football, mm-hmm. I mean, here you go. Um, you walk into a stadium, you go on to Twitter, you go on to social media a couple hours before kickoff, and it's going to have the actives and inactives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I wonder what the, what the pros are to this and what the cons are. Um, I think part of it, you know, is just – complete transparency throughout media, throughout fans, throughout the entire, you know, program in this case, uh, we're in professional, it's franchise. Um, but it's going to be, I mean, there's going to be a lot of answers now to, to questions prior to kickoff when it's all right. Marcus Washington was banged up in practice this week. Is he good to go this week? Mm-hmm. Um, is he active or inactive? Now I would, I would, I would go a step further just cause they're active. Maybe they're not available to play. Maybe. I, I, do, you, do you see where I'm saying there where it's, he's going to, you know, because Matt Rule said something earlier today about this. He said there's a difference between bringing a guy back when he should come back or when he could come back. Right. Um, and so I wonder if it's one of those situations where they could come back. Are they going to put him on the active list, but then still in the back of their minds go, we're not playing this guy. My guess is that would happen more for home teams than road teams mm-hmm. since you can only dress the 70. I, I, yeah, on the road. you're absolutely right about that. That's just my guess, and I think the transparency is good and fine, but I also yeah. don't hate the the head games and the mind games of, we're not going to tell you, if you aren't smart enough to figure out who's on the field and not on the field yeah. for us from your coach's box, that's kind of on you. I agree. I agree with that one. Um, it, I mean, yeah, it, it seems like, I don't want to say a small thing, um, mm-hmm. but I, I think in a way it's somewhat, you know, because very, I mean, I guess towards the end of the season, we have these. All right, is is this guy going to be playing today? Is this guy? He's out in warmups right now. Mm-hmm. That it's gonna it's gonna take away some of that, you know, curiosity ahead of 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 A kickoff. Whole genre of tweets gone. Hundred percent. Maybe that's for the best. Maybe that's for the best. Probably. So. Let's get into this depth chart. Offensive line, no real surprises. The starters: Corcoran. Piper, Scott, mm-hmm. Newely, and Ben Hart from uh, the left of the line all the way to the right. The the surprise to me was Gunnar Gatola. Yeah, Gunnar Gatula, the yeah. backup. 
Yeah, I think I think part of this is well, we've heard good things about Gunnar Gatula. Mm-hmm. Um, listed at six foot five, two ninety five, the freshman out of Lincoln Southeast. Obviously, his fa- his father Ryan is the head coach for the Lincoln Southeast Knights. Ryan Gatula, um, but no Gunner Gunner. I think he, he allowed him to move into a spot because Teddy Prohaska is not one hundred percent. We see Teddy Prohaska one of the few spots there where there's a third player listed at a position. Uh, running back is the only other one, or excuse me, running back and then Jack linebacker is the only other place where uh, there's a there's a third name listed. Uh, I think I think part of that's just because Teddy Prochaska is not going to be available. I, I just think mm-hmm. um, they they must feel like they have a better shot out there with Gunnar Gatula over Teddy Prochaska. Which I'll also say this: we put a lot of stock, and we being Husker fans, put a lot of stock in like Teddy Prochaska, and I think I think some Husker fans have gone over the top with just crowning him Nebraska's one of their best offensive linemen and mm-hmm. potentially their best left tackle. Well, he's an in-state guy. He, he is an in-state guy, but he's very seldom played. Mm-hmm. And when he's been out there, he hasn't been able to play in consecutive games to where you can put together a good sample size of tape and and proof that he's Nebraska's best offensive lineman. I think Nebraska fans uh, gravitate towards the six foot 10, 325 pound listing when it's size. But what we find out is that it looks somewhat awkward on the offensive line. And not to say that it's impossible for Teddy Prochaska, but they got to get the injuries figured out. They to, got they got to figure out a way to keep him healthy. To his credit, he helped stabilize things. Him and Nuri a couple years he did. ago. Absolutely. But he played in what? Four games before he got hurt. And then, just like you said, banged up time and time again. So yeah. what we saw in a small sample size, sure, but there's not enough there to depend on. Uh, Sam Sledge as a backup at left guard, I like to see that. Uh, Nuri and Henry Litovsky at right guard feel pretty comfortable mm-hmm. there. Tyler Knack, though, listed as the backup to Bryce Benhart, the transfer from Utah. That's a guy that I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. until I saw his name pop up on the depth chart again. I think his inclusion is notable coming from a program like Utah, first of all. But also the the absence of Jacob Hood, right? Another mountain of a man, but who's dealing with the chronic ankle injuries. Well, yeah, and, and I think it's important that you brought up the chronic ankle injury because that's something that people may have forgotten about. I think mm-hmm. when Jacob Hood, he was always viewed, and, and think, I mean, this is a part of the offseason that Nebraska fans might have flushed out of their minds, was the whole Walter Rouse, Jacob Hood saga. Then you also had mm-hmm. Micah Mazuka was in the conversation for a little bit, who eventually went to Florida. I don't know if he ever went anywhere. I think he entered the portal from Florida, but I don't know if he ever actually decided on a new destination after Florida. Um, but, I, I mean, you just think about that that you know timeline of, of a couple days between Walter Rouse and Jacob Hood from Georgia and then Micah Mazuka. He's still listed on the Florida okay, roster. Okay, so, so he must have withdrawn from the, well, from the transfer portal. But either way... I think when you went into and looked at those three guys, you always knew Jacob Hood was was going to be a guy that maybe is a higher chance that Nebraska received the commitment from, mm-hmm. but you knew it was a long-term investment. Whereas a Walter Rouse was going to be able to come in and, and probably be a, st- a guy on that, on that offensive line from day one, as he is at Oklahoma right now. So, mm-hmm. I think when you when you took the commitment of Jacob Hood, the staff and and the fan base knew. All right, this is going to be a long term investment. We're not going to see Jacob Hood out on the field in a game like setting for quite a while, for a couple years, and maybe that's okay. I think mm-hmm. I think maybe we we've gotten so used to the the Turner Corcorans and the Teddy Prohaskas and the Bryce Benharts um, of instantly coming in and playing. Uh, 
on Nebraska's offensive line. And I think sometimes we forget what it's supposed to be like. Look at how many freshmen play at Iowa and Wisconsin. Exactly. And it's it's not supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be the way of Bryce Benhart coming in day one and say, well, at least he was a four-star recruit. And same thing with Turner Corcoran. Well, at least he was a top 70 guy. He's good enough to play day one. That's not necessarily the case. There's a lot of growth that still needs to be had there, Mm -hmm. um, even with those Turner Corcoran and, and Bryce Benhart guys that have played since day one. Bold prediction time from yours truly. Nebraska starts out on offense in 22 personnel mm-hmm. against Minnesota, so two tight ends. You have yep. Borkutcher and Fedoni uh, listed uh, alphabetically, Borkutcher and then Fedoni. They have the or there. Yes. I think they're both on the field to start, and I also think we see one of either Janaren Bonner or Barrett Liebentritt at yeah. fullback. I think we get some good old two tight end, I-formation stuff to start out uh, the Marcus Satterfield era of calling plays. Now, is it Janaren Bonner or Barrett Liebentritt? I don't know. I would lean Janaren Bonner. I know a little bit more about him. I liked what he did in the spring game. At tight end, if you're going to run one out there, I still think it's Nate Borkutcher's job for now. But if Fedoni gets in a groove, it's probably his job after the bye week. I'm really intrigued to see if Nebraska has somewhat of a traditional play-action passing game uh, where the fullback maybe gets involved in the spring, excuse me, in the in the receiving game. Mm-hmm. I'm real intrigued with what Janier and Bonner can bring to you because obviously mm-hmm. a former wide receiver himself, mm-hmm. then trying kind of transition to that tight end uh, slash fullback role, and now is listed as as a one or on on the depth chart. Where where Liebentritt, the Notre Dame transfer, comes in, you know, fifteen pounds heavier than than Bonner, a little bit big, or excuse me, a little shorter than Bonner. But I wonder if he'll be more involved in maybe like a run blocking situation. Where out of if we've talked about it, getting Jeff Sims comfortable mm-hmm. is going to be such a big key for this for this season. Whether that's through a, ru- a running game or whether that's through quick short passes, like. Nebraska's got to figure out a way to get you know get Jeff Sims in a rhythm and get him comfortable, and I think that's been a big issue that Nebraska hasn't been able to do the last couple of years is consistently uh, against quality opponents, right? Because they can mm-hmm. do it against North Texas last year. They did North it North Dakota. For, yeah, excuse me, game. yes, North Dakota. Excuse me, I was thinking Green and, and a team from North <laughs> uh, North Dakota. And you, so you think about that. Anthony Grant had 189 rushing yards, if I remember correctly, in that game. So, you know, Casey Thompson could get comfortable. Casey Thompson did a lot of good for Nebraska. Jeff Sims is going to have to do a lot of somewhat Superman for Nebraska, I think, this year, just because that offensive line is not nowhere near an all-American type of level of offensive line. So, with all that in mind, I, I think you got to figure out ways to get you know a guy like Jeff Sims into a rhythm early on. Um, and, and if there are any nerves, to settle them down. And I think... Janier and Bonner is, is intriguing to me in that in that fullback position, especially in the receiving game. I agree. Speaking of receiving, there's one non-surprise there to me, and that's Billy Kemp the fourth starting in the slot with uh, Joshua Fleeks yeah. behind him. The other two wide receiver positions, they worry me. You have Alex Bullock listed, not or Marcus Washington, but Alex Bullock is the starter. Yeah. For Nebraska, one wide receiver spot against Minnesota. And the other one is Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda with Ty Hahn listed as his backup. Mm -hmm. I'm worried, Nick. I think the conversation we heard about the wide receiver position was the coaches doing their best to spin it next man up. Uh, We might not need him against Minnesota. But that, to me, was the pump the break moments. Well, we might not need him against Minnesota. It's grown man football. I think you can get enough done 
with Alex Bullock and Ty Han, like they'll be fine. They won't lose you any games, but I don't know what their ceiling is. Now, well, one thing we have heard about Alex Bullock is just how big of a of a off season he's had. Um, we've heard that from both coaches and players. Jeff Sims mm-hmm. just said it today that he's one of the better route runners. Casey Thompson's told Matt Rule right before he left that Alex Bullock is one of the best route runners on this team. I would I would take it a step further and, and instead of like you know saying we're surprised to see Ty, I think part of it is. Are we surprised not to see a true freshman listed? That's where I was going to go next, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, no we had, Lloyd, we had, no Doss, no Coleman. Exactly. We had, we had heard quite a bit about those three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah Charles was battling an injury. He's, he seems to be back. Uh, Bryce Turner got a little bit of discussion mm-hmm. around him. Demetrius Bell, not not a whole no. lot. But um, one thing I will say is it's, it's interesting that even at one of those number two spots, uh, we did not get a true freshman. Now, it's not to say that they won't play. But um, the the staff must, you know, for for being a staff that is willing to play young guys and somewhat wants to play young guys earlier in their coaching career at a university, I was surprised not to see one of them listed at least. Now, I think also part of the alarming part is that with Alex Bullock being the number one guy and Marcus Washington behind him, what does that tell you about Marcus Washington's progression just trying to get back from this injury? Nothing's it's, good. It's, it's been a real struggle. I mean, mm-hmm. this has been a thing where that's that's kind of transcended the last like two or three weeks to mm-hmm. where it was. Yeah, we're expecting Marcus Washington to get back out there on a Tuesday. Then he then he re-injures it or gets injured again, and he's now still trying to battle back. And he's never there, there's not a whole lot of updates given mm-hmm. every single time we talk to this coaching staff. And so I am more, I mean, concerned with Marcus Washington's ability to bounce back from this injury and see how productive he is because you look at this wide receiver room Xavier Betts obviously leaves just a few weeks back and says his heart's not in it and that's fine but now you look at what else you have Alex Bull Alec Bull or excuse me Alex Bullock obviously is newly on scholarship but your two bit your two experienced guys are Joshua Fleeks who struggled the last couple years at Baylor he had one good year I think where he had 21 catches um, but then other than that, and also basically just got to camp. Yes, exactly. And, but other than that, it's Billy Kemp and we all, mm-hmm. we all agree that Billy Kemp's going to be a, a dude for Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Virginia transfer. Then you have a guy in Isaiah Garcia Castaneda who played well in his time here for the most part. I also wonder what is it? What does his career look like? If you take away the, the desperate throw down the field and he comes back and catches it and takes it to the house. What is what is it? What does his career last year look like mm-hmm. for Nebraska and how excited are people if that plays not included in his in his arsenal right um, I think he's new age kind of Noah yeah and, and see I that just that that's a little concerning mm-hmm. right Cal transfer kind Noah by the way um but no so you have IGC and then it's like all right what else there's not a whole lot that's a position I bet we see a lot of you thrown in there maybe not against Minnesota mm-hmm. but if there's not a lot of production and Jeff Sims struggles in the first couple games I wouldn't be surprised to see a receiver shake up before yeah. really anything else. Garrett McGuire is going to, I mean, and we, we found out Garrett McGuire is going to be da- up in the booth today. Mm-hmm. Uh, both coordinators going to be on the sideline per Matt Rule. But I, Garrett McGuire is going to have to figure it out. Ha- going to have to have multiple guys. And this is all part of getting Jeff Sims once again into a rhythm. you got to have mm-hmm. guys that not only can, it's great that they're a, run, a, a good route runner like Alex Bullock, but they got to have the hands. they got to have the body control. they got to have all this. Um, as, as this is going to be a major step up, obviously, for the true freshman, but, you know, just a, a real crucial year and a crucial part of their Nebraska's offense. It's going to be huge. And they they got to find a guy to step up outside of Billy Kemp because at Nebraska, 
over the last few years, it's always been the transfer guy that stepped up. When's a when's an organic Nebraska? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I should say. Recruit. Guy, guy that's been yeah. here for more more than just one year, just an off season, going to be a good partner in crime to the transfer. It's fine mm-hmm. that Samari Toure and then Trey Palmer and now Billy Kemp are going to be your number one guys. That's a good way to utilize the transfer portal, I suppose. But man, it makes you a lot more dangerous and and dynamic when you can get two guys out there or maybe even three. And so you're looking around here with Billy Kemp. And I think a lot of people hoped that Marcus Washington could be that. I think well, a lot of a people for two. I, I, yes, but he's been here before. And I think a lot of guys or a lot of people hoped that Xavier Betts was going to have this career resurgence. Yep. And then everything happens with, with Betts. And now we're sitting here kind of with our palms facing the sky going, okay, who's going to, who's going to step up next. We're going to take a break here. We'll finish the offensive portion of the depth chart uh, to finish out our one of on the block to lead off our two. We'll dive into defense and special teams. I think there's enough there as well. So uh, Husser depth chart released today. We're going through it. We'll continue with that on the block next. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.